us this morning by live stream. We are now entering our offering period, which is tithes and offering. Yeah, yeah. Those of you that are viewing by live stream, there is a number on the screen where you should see that you can participate also. We're going to ask that our tithers come in as we have the spoken word. Amen. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Chapel, can we give the Lord some praise this morning? I said, can we give him some praise this morning? All right.
Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all that you've done for us and continue to do for us through the gifts of your spirit. You welcome us as part of your family and as members of your household. Help us always to show our gratitude, not only through these gifts, but also through our acceptance of others as welcoming and loving community of faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. will give us a message and song and after which we'll be ready for the for the all of the um for our preparation for all of our hearts want to be receptive
Passage of scripture with me found in the book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter number 4, 1 Peter chapter number 4, I want to read the 10th verse, and there these words are recorded, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I, I want to stop right there. Minister the same one to another as good stewards as the manifold grace of God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, as you and your son are one, make now me one with you and your word bless now use me now in this preaching moment let me decrease that you might increase and that through me your word would go forth with power conviction and authority in Jesus name amen I want to talk from the subject this morning as we conclude uh, this series, Doors, with this last sermon entitled, Pay It Forward. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. That's an expression we've heard a lot, a lot of over the last decade or so, pay it forward. Pay it forward describes a concept of Paying a good deed or repaying a good deed rather than to the person who did it, rather paying it forward to someone else. The blessing that you got from this individual rather than going back and paying back the debt that you pay it forward by being a blessing to someone else. Lily Hardy Hammond may have originally coined that phrase when she wrote in her 1916 book, In the Garden of Delight, she wrote these words, quote, you don't pay love back, you pay it forward. That concept was popularized in a movie called Pay It Forward, starring Kevin Spacey and Helen Hunt in it, a 12-year-old boy named Trevor, develops the idea of paying a, a favor for someone forward as part of a social studies experiment to find a way to change the world. And as it catches on, we see people engaging in acts of kindness to others only to say, don't pay me back, I'm looking for nothing in return, pay it forward. Interestingly enough, we can trace this idea of paying it forward even further back. Ralph Waldo Emerson, in his 1841 essay entitled Compensation, writes these words. He says, in the order of nature, we cannot render benefits to those from whom we receive them, or only seldom. But the benefit we receive must be rendered again, line for line, deed for deed, cent for cent, to somebody, end of quote. But even before this 19th century writer's description of paying it forward, we have 
in today's text, this first century writing of the Apostle Peter in, in this text who writes in 1 Peter 4 and 10, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. In essence, pay it forward. What you received, give to someone else. The blessing that you got, pay it forward. The opportunity that came your way, pay it forward. The, the advantage that was given to you, pay it forward. The grace that you were shown, pay it forward. The forgiveness that was extended to you, pay it forward. The benefit that came your way, pay it forward. And the door that somebody opened for you, you opened that door for somebody else, pay it forward. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. This, this is where we want to end this series on doors because we have focused mostly on doors that are meant for us, through which doors God wants for us to walk. Which door do we avoid? How do we choose between doors that look like good options? How do we deal with closed doors? And all of these have been about recognizing where God is and where he is calling us. But it would be an insufficient treatment of this series if we did not include in this series this message to pay it forward. I think paying it forward is particularly important because most of our lives we've been taught to pay people back. Amen, like we, we've been taught to pay people back. We've been taught to cancel our debts by owing no man anything. We focus mostly on the idea of paying back the one who lends to us. And that's certainly the responsible thing to do. If you owe someone some money and you agree to repay the loan, you need to pay them back. Amen. Amen. Too many relationships have been broken because you didn't pay back. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. The Bible commands us in Romans 1, pay to all what is owed unto them. Taxes to whom taxes are due revenue, to whom revenue is due respect, to whom respect is due honor, to whom honor is due. In other words, paying back people is biblical. Quit acting like you forgot. Amen. Pay them back. Quit avoiding their phone calls. Amen. Y'all not talking to me in here. Pay them back. Quit turning around and, and going the other way when you see them coming. Amen. Go ahead and face them and say, I, it's coming. I don't have it now. Amen. Like. But paying back what you owe is not the only biblical precept. Paying it forward is also biblical. And this is the one that we don't teach as much. Because too often we are looking to see where our blessing is coming from rather than considering who are we going to bless today. We're trying to figure out who's going to hook us up. And we don't see our responsibility of being somebody's hookup. Think about it for a moment. How much could we impact the world if we shifted into the mindset of rather than looking for our blessing, looking to see who we're going to bless today. If every day was a day that you set out to be somebody's blessing. I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna let it sink in for a minute, because amen, you 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 used to being blessed. And it's gonna take a minute for you to shift. And, and get into the place of, wait a minute, instead of me looking for who's going to bless me, wake up wondering, Lord, who do you want me to bless today? Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a mind shift. Every day you set out to be somebody's miracle. Every day you set out to be somebody's answered prayer. Every day you ask God to make you a blessing. And, and listen, all blessings are not financial. 
Our blessings are not about monetary prosperity. There are some folk who need the blessing of your time. Some folk who need the blessing of your encouragement. Some folk who need the blessing of your attention, the blessing of your prayers, the blessing of your concern, the blessing of your wisdom, the blessing of your recommendation, the blessing of your counsel, the blessing of you picking up the phone and saying, I know them. They're good people. At some point in your busy life, you got to shift your perspective from being blessed to being the blessing. From getting the hookup to being the hookup. From looking for open doors through which to walk to opening the doors for others to walk through. You know why paying it forward is such a radical idea? Because paying it forward requires us to take the focus off of our lives, off of our problems, and off of our self-interest and place it on others. That's exactly what the Bible instructs us to do in Philippians 2 and 4 where it says in Philippians 2 and 4, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Stay right there. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of, in other words, life is not just about your own advancement. It's not just about your own success and your own come up and getting yours. But as a child of God, we are to be our brother's keeper. Concerned about the affairs of others, looking out for the welfare and the well-being of others and being ready to do for others what has been done for us. Look at Galatians, Galatians 6. Galatians 6 verse 10 says this, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Paul says to us that when we have the chance, open the door. When you have been given access, open the door. When you have influence, Open the door. When you have authority, open the door. When you have the key, open the door. Quit being so stingy with God's blessings. He didn't mean to just bless you. Y'all looking at me strange and funny. So, some of us get to where, where, where God wants us and we lock it up quick. Don't want nobody having it like we got it. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. The Bible says, as you have been given opportunity, open the door for others to have the same opportunity. Because I promise you, you are not where you are because of yourself. But somebody opened some doors for you. Yeah, yeah I, I know I'm right about that. You, you, you can sit there and fold your arms all you want. You, you ain't as smart as you think you are. Somebody opened some doors for you. I know you've been to school. I know you got your degree. I know you got the experience. But believe it or not, somebody, yeah, they did. Somebody made a phone call on your behalf and you don't even know about it. So, so somebody, somebody pushed your name up to the front and you didn't even know how it got there. So somebody opened some doors that you aren't even aware of. Somebody paved some paths for you, had some conversations on your behalf, made some phone calls, called in a favor. Somebody bent a rule just to get you where you are. Oh, you thought you was completely qualified. No, they've they been a rule to get you in. They looked over some stuff. Tell the truth and shame the devil. You, somebody advocated on your behalf, extended grace to you, canceled your debt, and all the Bible is saying what folk have done for you, you do for others. 
paying it forward means. I must look for the opportunity to be somebody's blessing. Look for the opportunity to give a helping hand. Look for the opportunity to assist someone in need. Look for the opportunity to contribute to a worthy cause. And here's the thing. When you're paying it forward, watch this. When you're paying it forward, hear me. When you're paying it forward, you're not looking for it to come back to you. See, because some of us only do stuff You go ahead and finish it. You know where I'm going. So, so some of us only do things because we've calculated that if we do this, they'll do that. I wish I had a witness in here. We focus a lot on the reciprocation of blessings. Sowing and reaping and getting a return on bread that has been cast onto the waters. But there is some bread that you put on water and you don't expect to see again. That, that, that's, that's, that's when you've matured in your faith, when you know that, that I'm going to put this out there and I ain't going to ever see it again, and I'm okay with that. There's some seeds you plant that you'll never see the harvest. And there's some doors that you'll open for others that they'll never be able to open for you. And the Bible teaches us, in fact, that the good we do cannot be done just from the perspective of it coming back to us. Yes, whatsoever man soweth, he shall also reap. Yes, that's biblical. But everything you can't do can't be about what you're going to get on the back end. What's in it for me? Jesus says this in Luke 6, verse 32. Luke 6, 32. Jesus says these words, for if... Ye love them which love ye, you. What thank have ye? For sinners also love them that love, love those that love them. And, and if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much as much again, but love ye your enemies and do good, watch this, and lend hoping for nothing again. For your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Look at that, lend hoping for nothing. When you can give and don't expect anything back. When you can give, watch this, and there are no strings attached. But when you can give and know that your giving, watch this, is setting somebody else up for their blessing. And that's all you want to see is them succeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. True Christian discipleship cannot have a what's in it for me attitude when it comes to doing good. Rather, good deeds are done out of a heart to share God's love and to see it live in the realities of people's experiences. So we are commanded in our text, as every man hath received a gift, even so minister the same one to another. Peter says this, as we have been benefactors of such great gifts, we must now as we have been beneficiaries of such great gifts, we must now be benefactors of that same gift. What was given to us, we must now in turn give to others. What has been shared with us, we must share with others. What has been done for us, we must do for others. And I love the fact that Peter links this whole idea to stewardship. As God has given us grace, he says, as a good steward, it's my responsibility to give grace to others. So what are we to pay forward? Three things, and I'm through. Three things that we pay forward. Number one, all of us, Christian disciples, we must pay forward the love of God. Pay forward the love of God. First John, first John, first John chapter 4, verse 19 says this. We love because God loved us first. But if we say we love God and don't love each other, ah, 
If we say we love God and not each other, we are liars. We cannot see God. So how can we love God if we don't love the people we can see? The commandment that God has given us is love God and love each other. We are the beneficiaries, folks, of God's love. And here's the good news. God didn't wait. Hear me. God didn't wait until we got right. In order for him to start loving us. Do I have a witness in here? God, God didn't wait for you to become a Christian before he started loving you. God, God didn't wait for you to turn your life around before he started loving you. The Bible says for a while we were yet sinners. God proved his love for us in allowing his son to die for us. While we were on the wrong side, God still loved us. And the way that we pay the love of God forward is by loving others. Let me help you. You can't love folk if you're busy judging them. Let me, let me help you who didn't clap. You can't love folk if you're busy figuring out what's wrong with them. You, you too busy, watch this, you too busy looking at their sin and sinfulness and, and finding what's wrong with them and what's, what's, what their struggles are and what their downfalls are and, 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 and what they got to turn around and get fixed. You can't love folk. When you're seeing everything that's wrong with them and looking over their humanity. You cannot love people when you're too focused on what you don't like about them. You cannot love people when you're looking at how they are different from you and in what ways they don't measure up. God proved his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Paying forward the love of God means that I'm willing to see people's needs before I look at their nature and love them anyway. I'm willing to see your humanity before getting caught up in your hang-ups and love you anyway. I'm willing to celebrate your strengths rather than exposing your struggles and love you anyway. I wish I had a witness in this house. Because if truth be told, you got some struggles too. You just hide yours better. You got some struggles too. You, you you just been working on yours longer. You, you got some struggles too, and God just been dealing with you longer. So we pay it forward by paying what's been given to us to others. God loved us when we were a mess. You love other folk when they are a mess. When they when, when they don't act like they know the Lord, because they don't. That's your job to introduce them. And you can't introduce them to the love of God if you're judging them. Secondly, secondly, we're to pay it forward. We're to pay it forward, secondly, with the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. First, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through 20. Paul writes these words. He says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Did you hear that? Watch this. Now all things are of God who, what, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. God reconciled us to himself through his son. God made us all right with him through his son. And then watch this. He didn't stop there. He then, he then gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He said, the thing that I did for you, I'm now giving. Ah, you missed it. You missed it. The, 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 
The fact that I reconciled you to me, he says, I'm giving you now the same ministry of reconciliation. That, that's good news. And some of y'all see where I'm going. I believe that's why you're clamming up already because that, that means you got some work to do. That means that, means that if, God, if God loved you enough that he was willing to lay aside the, the things that you did wrong that kept him from you and you from him, he said, listen, since I got that business straight, I'm going to give you the same ministry for you to get your business straight. Y'all ain't talking to me in this house. Where relationships have been distorted and, and disturbed, where, where there's been distance in relationships because of infractions and, and because of trespasses and because of past transgressions. He says, I'm giving you the ministry of reconciliation so you can go and work it out. He said, if I could work it out between me and you, you can work it out between you and her. Y'all ain't talking to me in this house. He said, I'm giving to you the ministry of reconciliation. I, I reconcile you to myself. Now you pay it forward. Get right with your brother. Get right with your sister. Get on the phone and say I'm sorry. And quit holding on to your pride. I ain't picking up the phone. Let her call me your prideful self. I ain't do him wrong. He did me wrong. Your prideful self. I've given you the ministry of reconciliation. That means that you've got to be Christian enough to take the first step and take the next step and take the next step. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad God didn't stop stepping towards me. That every day he took another step and another step when I was too... He said, I'm giving you the ministry of reconciliation to go and open closed doors, to go and have conversations that you should have had 10 years ago. I'm giving you the ministry of reconciliation. Oh, it's getting hot in this place. Are you Christian enough to be reconciled with folk you done wrote off? Good God Almighty, I feel my help right there. Are, are you Christian enough? Is there enough love in your heart, enough God in your heart? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is there enough God in your heart to forgive those who have hurt you? To, to, I ain't going no further. I'm going to stay right there because that's what you need right there. I ain't going to even finish the sermon. That is your finish. That's your finish right there. To forgive folk who have hurt you, who have let you down, who didn't measure up to your expectations, what you hoped for, what you needed, what you prayed for, and perhaps, perhaps, and, and no excuses for anybody, but please understand what I've learned in this journey is that most people are doing the best they can. I know you who not clapping, you judging. Because you think they can do better. And I dare you to walk in their shoes. I dare you to lace up their shoes and, and walk one day in their shoes and feel the struggles that they feel. And deal with the imbalances that they deal with. The demons that are riding their backs. You're judging them from your place of luxury. They would do better if they were where you are. If they were firing on all the cylinders that you got, they would do better. Oh, yeah. 
media's trying to find me right now because ain't none of this written, and so y'all just find me. I, I'll, I'll circle back. I'll circle back. I'll circle back. Third, third, you've got the ministry of reconciliation. Third, and I'm through. Here it is. Third thing, you're going to pay it forward. You're going to pay it forward. Pay forward the gift of mercy. Pay forward the gift of mercy. The gift of mercy. First Timothy, first Timothy chapter one, verse 11 says this. He says, according, watch this, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Paul says to Timothy, listen, the glorious gospel was given to me, committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. Verse 13, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Watch this, y'all. Paul says, listen. Paul says, listen. I've been given the glorious gospel, the privilege to preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul says, listen, I understand that the privilege of preaching the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ is not because of who I am. It's not because of what I've done. So in fact, if we were looking at my record, my record should have disqualified. If we're looking at my record, I've done some things in my past that should not allow me to stand here today. He said, if you check the record, I killed folks. If you check the record, I persecuted believers. If you check the record, I am the chiefest among sinners. He said, but I obtain. I, obtain, I, I wish there was some folk because you missed your shout right there. That was your shout right there. Paul said, I am the chiefest among sinners. And I believe there are two or three folk who ought to admit you and give Paul a run for that because when you look back over your life, you'll admit there's some things you've done that could put you in the running for being chiefest among sinners. You, you've been some places you shouldn't have been. You said some things you shouldn't have said. You did some things you shouldn't have done. You acted some ways you shouldn't have acted that should have disqualified you a long time ago. But I obtained mercy. And since God gave me mercy, I'm going to give others the same mercy that God gave me. In other words, when I ought to turn my back on folk, since God didn't turn his back on me, I'm going to show mercy. I wish I had a witness in this. He said, but I obtained Mercy. Is there anybody here who can testify today that were it not for the mercy of God, you would not be here right now? Were it not for the mercies of God, you could not 
do what you're doing right now is there anybody here who can testify today that it's because of God's God's grace and mercy good God almighty <laughs> I, I ain't gonna do this I ain't gonna do this the God's mercy watch this I'm through and instead of trying to pay God back cause I got news for you he's done too much for you to try to pay him back so since you can't pay him back, I'm going to give you some of what God gave me. He gave me another chance. I'm going to give you another chance. He, he gave me forgiveness. I'm going to give you some forgiveness. He, he was gracious to me. I'm going to be gracious to you. What he gave me, I'm going to give to you. Since I can't pay him back. I'll live every day paying it forward. Living for him. Loving for him. Reconciling relationships that have been broken. Tell your neighbor, pay it forward. Tell him again, that was the wrong neighbor. Tell the other neighbor, pay it forward. Pay it forward, pay it forward. 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 Be good to somebody else. God's been good to you. Come to this sanctuary every week talking about how good God's been to us. Pay it forward and be good to somebody else. You can't pay him back, but you can pay it forward. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you, make his face shine upon you, give you his peace. Help somebody today. Mm. If I could help somebody. If I can cheat somebody, somebody with a word, with a word, a song. If I, if I can show some. Then my living shall not, shall not be in vain. Then my living
Hallelujah. If I can help somebody, if I can bless somebody, if I can touch somebody, if I can minister to somebody, if I can open the door for somebody, then my living shall not be in vain. Don't live your whole life for yourself. Did you hear what I said? Don't live your whole life for yourself. If I can help somebody, my living shall not be in vain. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Won't you stand to your feet? Mm. There may be one here who has yet to commit their life to Christ. One who has yet to walk through that open door. Here's the good news, folks. Jesus Christ opened the door for salvation 2,000 years ago. And it yet remains open today. In fact, it's open right now. And if you're here right now, while you're standing to your feet, if you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we invite you now to come. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we invite you now to come. Thank God this morning for the privilege of salvation. Thank God for the privilege of association. If you don't have a church home, you can associate yourself now with K Chapel. You can come. If by chance you've been a member and you need to restore your membership, perhaps you've been out of fellowship for some time, you need to restore your membership, you can come. Or if by chance you've been like that prodigal son who's distanced yourself from your relationship with your father and you need to come back to that relationship, you can rededicate your life to Christ. You can come because the door yet remains open. Then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. If I can help. Somebody as I pass along, then my living shall not be in vain. Father God, we come now. Lord, we come with bowed heads, humbled hearts. Father, we come with a heavy heart this morning. We come, O oh Lord, because of a loss. One, O oh Lord, that you gave for a short time on this earth. 
But Father, we understand, O oh Lord, the calling home. But the loneliness and hurt. Father God, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would comfort Sister Graham now. Touch her heart, O oh Lord. We understand, Lord, that it's not an easy journey. But it's a journey that many of us will have to take. Bless this, your servant, Lord. Comfort her. Cradle her in your, your love, O oh Lord. Just take her in your arms and hold her, Lord. We ask now, O oh Lord. We pray for it now, O oh Lord. That you would shower her with all of your grace and mercy. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would do it now. In the name of thy son, Jesus, in whom we pray. Amen. call his name Jesus Jesus let's minister for a while Jesus 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 oh what's his name I love to call him no other name but Jesus Let's call him Savior, Savior, Savior. Oh, Savior, Savior, Savior. Save my soul, Savior. Jesus, Jesus. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.